about this well, bitch. Well, we get ready to do some this shit now, right now. Shit. Say all the things we've been wanting to say. I like to say, first of all, go to YouTube and check out Quimby. He is. I'm gonna be trouble. Album, you gotta get get out there and check me out, right, Mike? You know what? Links I are in the show I notes. Agree. You know what? I am. Uh, I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna take this time to introduce. Uh, drum roll, please. Drum roll. Russell. Woo! Oh, Russell Wilder. It's a rush, man. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up for the mouthgasms. Oh, yeah. Be careful. Ladies, he's single and he's sterile. All right. I. All right. That's our guest leaving. We give him a lot of love. I'm sorry, Russell. I'm following you right now. Okay, that's great. On Instagram. Oh. All right. City return. Now, Russell, mm, my mouth is watering now. Russell got his trouble. And he's going to tell us about him. And he's, he's going to tell, tell us about Bob. Well, first, talk about Bob. Um, I don't have any jokes for him. so. And he's smiling, though. Um, but I do have um, three um, incredible fond memories of my karaoke comrade. Um, one of them I remember is... Um, of June 16th of 2018, uh, all of us karaoke group, we went to McGovern's. There was a prom theme night. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was wearing the same outfit from that night. No. <laughs> no, actually, like, Bob was... Yeah, so he had, like, the classiest, like, suit and all. And I, well... Technically, Raquel was there. And so at the end of the night, we, like Bob, was awarded prom king. He lobbied heavily. Masculine. Yeah. Raquel was prom queen. And it was still a good night. We had drinks. We Everybody was dressed fancy. We had, like, balloons and liquor and all that stuff. And the DJ played for the prom king and queen was... Relax by Frankie Goes Hollywood. <laughs> which, I do remember. Which is, I guess it's okay for a prom dance song because it's either that or Chop Suey by Sister Love we Down. Went to the same high school, huh? I don't know how we the prom king and queen they could dance that one. You didn't notice Bob? Yeah. Uh, oh. Ah. That would have worked. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, the second one I remember, it was April 22nd, 2017, Earth Day. Now, we don't, well, it's not like, we weren't there to celebrate the planet Mother Earth Nation, so, but, but that particular day is where everyone, all of us are carrying crew, we were like family where we owned the night. Where we just did like dozens of songs, where we did duets that would get more songs. It was just like Bob, me, Critter, Madeline, Lisa, everybody that we knew, like Nikki and her sister Anna and Nick, and then like McLovin and like everybody that we knew. Jeez, we took over invitation? the night. It was like, <laughs> it was on an epic proportions, you know? Yeah, thanks for us for my invitation. <laughs> well, you were working. She. Oh, that was. Oh, nice. was I working? Oh, God damn job <laughs> we need those oh yeah it's right yeah but still it was like an epic night because it was so packed but we were the ones who had the more we got the most songs in from rap rock r&b jazz musical everything 
and it was still like one of the best like karaoke nights of our lives. And the um, and the third one I remember it was um, it was in November of 2017. Um, it was karaoke nights, but um, it was I think it was the night where you brought one particular amazing girl to there. She you, Bob brought a girl. Used to be from Sudini's. We I on the show I'll call her Bulma. No. From Dragon Ball Z case. Uh, and that when you brought her to this, she changed my life for amazing that we both had this girl who was a karaoke amazing singer. But we have, for that the entire year twenty eighteen we had like shared laughs, anime, drinks, she loved the truffles, orgasm I mean mouthgasm stuff. <laughs> Oh, I, just really gave away, I just gave away some detail there. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, it's like when you brought her into our karaoke group, it's like it was a new chapter of their karaoke lives. So I thank you for bringing her from Sodini's to Swingin' Door. So, yeah, the prom what? night, Earth Day, bringing Boma from Redwood City to San Mateo. It's like those were like incredible memories. But I will finish this with a joke. Um... Bob is so old. Uh, where? His license plate got Egyptian hieroglyphics on it. <laughs> and that, I thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Russ, that was awesome. Thank you, Russell. That was great. Uh, but Bob bringing a girl, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Happy All right, birthday, Amanda Bob. rocks. Thank you. Yeah, so Thank you, Amanda, for introducing us to Bray. Mm. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, Bray was awesome. Yes, yeah. um, I we'll met him from working at the longboard. Yes, so I was like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I have the show that you guys, or you need to be on. And I got him a hold of Critter, and yay, good times. We just brought back food. Yeah, we went. Where? Nikki and I went and got food for everyone. And where, oh, where so is good. this food? <laughs> There's some food in there. Although I, I bet there's truffles here that I could maybe be given. I'm hoping for a truffle. But uh, anyway, so my fa- fondest memory. I was as I was walking there to get the get food. I said, Nikki. What is what story do I tell about Bob? Because he's like so many. <laughs> there are so many. So and the, but the first thing that popped in my head was about a year ago when I was going through a horrible breakup and on afternoon delight. Still, um, Bob brought me a unicorn, this fluffy little big unicorn, and and it just like just made my day. It made me smile. So thank you. Bob's sucking down burrito. That's not a ironic. <laughs> I love you too. And you're full burrito right now. <laughs> but yes, so I love you, Bob. Happy birthday. It is, the, it is the fucking birthday boy's turn. I have my burrito in. I got a burrito emoji. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's not big enough for an eggplant. <laughs> Are they done roasting? Hold on. How do I do this? Hold on. 
Yeah, but I, ne I never operate microphones with a burrito in my fucking hand. <laughs> Is he gonna roast himself? <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna take the time to uh, to roast people that are not here first because that's <laughs> half of my childhood. The people who are supposed to be here. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with Mark because he just left the building. All right, so Mark, Mark, okay. I mean, like Mark, Mark is a good guy, but damn, is he super audible, dude? Like he is so. Oh my goodness. Even you, even you said Chris, like. You don't have to yell. He's right next to you. <laughs> no, but the, uh, the funniest thing about Mark is, um, you know what? I wasn't about to get my feelings hurt by somebody who overcompensates like uh, his existence. Because if you look, if you look at his size, and then the size of his truck, and I'm like. Holy shit, what are you making up for, dude? <laughs> dude, he's That's not Mark. overcompensating. What? Uh, no, he, uh, no, he's, no, he's definitely overcompensating. <laughs> All right, uh, Warhol Kaufman left. Um, I've never seen a man more censored on Facebook in my life. It's just like our YouTube videos. <laughs> Oh, he's oh, he stays woke. I I I try to make him sing um, Redbone by fucking Childish Gambino, and he's like, you know I'm a rapper. Like I'm gonna just rap over this beat. And I was like, if you were if you were such a rapper, why don't you just get a hold of Zion I right now and fucking like do some shit with him? And he's like, nah. And I'm like. Okay, how about why clap John? <laughs> no, damn, no, but I have, I really don't have uh, much uh, much bad to say about uh, Warhol Coffin other than like the Secret Service is so far up his ass he can probably recite the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Man, is he censored. <laughs> Pablo Yale is here. I really, I really, I really don't have uh, much bad to say about Pablo Yale either, except, uh, you know, uh, hold on, let me, let me get you to take off your hat. I'm trying to check what time it is. Uh, <laughs> you can leave your hat on. <laughs> Mary June is here. I could probably have a conversation with Mary June about numbers and food costs and uh, management, but. <laughs> She already has a lot to deal with on her left. <laughs> you know, the, the other day I was like walking by, uh, I was walking like by the pharmacy at Target and I looked around and I was like, man, I didn't know they made My Little Pony diapers the size of Chris. <laughs> I looked right at my wall over there in the booth. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> He's here again. <laughs> look, look at that shit. <laughs> Christopher Michael Posadas, my cousin. <laughs> Lulu, you're here too. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm gonna buy you some singing lessons for your birthday. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, you know, for the <laughs> for a minute, I thought you were Khalid for a little. You remember, you remember that? Um, yeah. yeah, you remember that. 
You can say you can say that again. <laughs> now, um, honestly, honestly, I I love y'all for coming. I especially love Amanda and Nikki for bringing me this burrito that I can't really eat. Russell, let's sing a song later. Yes. The the karaoke crusade keeps going. Um, I think judging by uh, Pablo Yale's forehead, it's probably around 420. Blaze it up. I really, I really, I really wanted to say 420. Blaze it up though, <laughs> because I see Quen right over there rolling a blunt. Queen? Queen! <laughs> anyway, love y'all. Greatest birthday ever. I don't know how I'm going to deal with driving with this attached to my blazer, but... Call an Uber. I definitely know how I'm going to drive with that. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Thank y'all. I do. Thank you. <clears throat> so, um, as you know, like, as I, Russell, the truffle master, I have brought truffles for our hosts, our guests, the birthday man, and all that stuff. So, a couple, a couple of things. One, since last week was Valentine's Day, I have made um, the classic red velvet uh, truffles. It's nice. Delicious. Definitely. Thank you. And the other one is since I know everybody loves the mouthgasm of the cheesecake ones I make from scratch. But these are good. These cheesecake truffles covered with red velvet, red velvet crumbs. So we have double the red pleasure. And my new flavor for this week, it's supposed to be for um, tomorrow, but we're going to celebrate it anyway. Because tomorrow, the 22nd, is known as National Margarita Day. Yeah. So, yep, and so, therefore, I have a margarita truffle filled with, that has triple sec, lime juice, and lime zest, and of course, tequila. Yeah, so. For only one? Oh, dude, I got like three dozen of these things. So, mouthgasm for all, and, and to all a good night. I'm sorry, who wanted a mouthgasm? <laughs> Everybody's eating now. Anyways. All right, so I'm going to take this opportunity to plug because we got lots of time to plug. Um, there is Yeah. Union Square Sports Bar. That's, that's your show, right? Um, well, the night is young. If you're if yeah, if you're off with like me, you can you can party hop as much as you want. No, but uh, I have some very exciting news. Yeah. What? Santa Cruz is getting their own comedy club. Wow. Yes. 
We're take we're taking over. And well, I shouldn't say we, but um, DNA, the guy that hosts the, the Thursday night comedy at the uh, Blue Lagoon downtown, he's opening it. It's called DNA's Comedy Lab. You should check for it on all your social media, on your Twitter, on your Instagram. Come to my page on Facebook, Pablo Pablo Yale or Pablo Yale on Instagram. Twitter is completely, completely different, so um, I don't do Spotify at all. So Nopi McNoperson is my name on Spotify. So, but no, it's going to be fantastic. We're very close to opening our first show to the public, so that should be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, so that's going to be very, very, very exciting. It's an old theater, had two theater rooms, so there's going to be plenty of room for like everybody and their two items. So. Yeah, plus there's going to be rooms for podcasting, there's going to be rooms for, you know, acting, offices for... Yes. Yes. There's, you, get the, you get the big theater, come on down. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Homebrew is appearing tomorrow night um, at Coaster's Bar and Grill in Santa Cruz, right across the yes, street from the boardwalk. Yes, they are. Yes. And, and so are you. Okay, and I just want to clarify, they have Pablo as their featured set, but that's not me. It's a band. It's another band called Pablo. Apparently, I'm so popular in stand-up comedy, I have my own tribute band now. They all dress like me. They all wear fedoras and, and stupid jackets with... So there's cosplayers for you. And hats. I don't know. I've actually, I've checked, technically, I've never seen the band, but I'm interested to see them. And hats. I don't know. Maybe if I talk with the man, they'll let me. They'll let me host or MC and introduce people. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. It's a possibility. It might have. That's what I did too. You know. Yeah. Maybe I should start my own band. You know. I've always thought about doing that. Yes, you can. You, you can be the drummer. You can be one because you can write your own ticket. You are. You are definitely a good tambourineer. Yes, I'm gonna give the mic to Nikki. Yay, Nikki! Longtime friend. She knows Amanda Bob so well. Amanda wanted me to tell my story about Bob, so I bring him back. Why the fuck would you peace out from your show 45 minutes early? You were up here eating the burrito already. There's no excuse for you, Bob. Anyway, the way we uh, met was actually not something I remember, really. But what I do remember is three times after we met, we met again. <laughs> and it was actually at the Lariat where Amanda was doing her Monday night shows. Ah, oh, the good old days when you can get free pool and nobody was there but us. We could get like 10 songs in one night. It was shitty ass beer, shitty beer, but you know, at least the rest was good, mostly Amanda and the free pool. Anyway, so Bob was still bugging me about how we have actually met at the door, which I couldn't remember, and I kept arguing with him about when we actually met, which was ridiculous, but the way we really began our friendship is a song. And to this day, we still can't agree to which song it was. Yeah, which song was it, Bob? Stay, Stay yeah. 
and and I said it was. I can't even remember what I said it was. Uh, you said it was. Uh, this could be a reason. Oh yeah, that definitely wasn't it. It was definitely stay. It was horrible, but. We've built our friendship since then. How long has it been? Three years? You're like 20. You're turning 20. Give the man a mic. Nobody can hear him. You had just turned 28. So why tell everyone how old I am? No, that's how old you used to be. That's how old you were. I'm not going to tell them how old you are now. They're going to add up. No, we're not going to tell them how old you are now. It's been a long time. It's only been (laughs) a little while. (laughs) Something like that? Something like that. Anyway, we have much better stories than that. Mostly for his birthday. Mostly on some random ass nights when he comes and kidnaps me and then we drive off into... Like last year. One was <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Nothing happened last year. What happened last year? Uh, maybe it was the year before. It was definitely the year before. Oh, yeah. And when we all we went, went to the city. To the city. Yeah. And we went to Silver Cloud. And, and we got, yeah, we got Silver Cloud. And to, I'm like, um, hey, why am I not there? Were you not there? I was not there. I was watching you guys on Facebook. Oh, yeah. So Amanda was living this while we were trying to get the host, who usually does Monday through Sundays there. Karaoke pick, is supposed to be there every night. But we they're picked like, up oh, Amen. Monday is too slow, blah, blah, blah. So we convinced them to actually work on a Monday. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of hydrogen? You're listening live to Mutiny Radio. It's now the AltaCast that we are doing here during this time. Or was it at noon? I can't remember. I think it's now. But uh, I think Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, forgot. I forgot, honestly. But coming up at 4 o'clock is always free. That's going to be great. And uh, hey, enjoy some Mutiny Radio while we're waiting. It's a small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government, and it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? 
Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday? The spot that's never open was wide open. Yeah. So had we driven, we would have been able to park right in front of the stage. It's say half as much as your client does. And so, of course, it is selfish, but I didn't think of it as selfish. I'm going to... You've got to fix that. Right. And then come back to the chair. And I may be sitting there for... The two people that I profiled... Um, is is that uh, they they are entering Henry Charlie here yeah I have a report here Henry from your best trained best educated best equipped best prepared Troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight. This is a very subdued. <laughs> it's a very subdued uh, Wednesday here. A uh, very sad day for us. November 9th, uh, 2016. Uh, I should have played taps instead. To have in mourning for our country. This is really scary. It doesn't seem real. It no, just doesn't seem real. Yeah, I know. I woke up this morning and my boyfriend tells me that uh, that we have a new president, dude, and I didn't believe him. I was like, "Am I? I did I did I smoke the funny grass already before I woke up? What's? How is it? Uh, how is it possible? Well, the I, good thing with you smoking grass here in California, that passed. Oh yeah. Well, that's good. Too bad I have to get out of the country, so. I have to renew my passport. Yep, I just have a renewed passport, and I'm gonna have to leave, I think, for a little while. What a difference a week makes, huh? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I just, I didn't know that Americans were so fucking stupid. I didn't understand what real racists and misogynists we are. And I have to say we, because we elected an idiot. We elected a not even a real person. We elected a figurehead of all figureheads. 
a reality TV superstar. Good job, America. Good fucking job. Great. Fuck you guys. I'm out of here. Fuck you, Americans. Fuck you. You're idiots and assholes, and I will not do it anymore. This is why critical thinking is very important. We've talked about this many, many times over, and... You know, even as we we go into our drug policy form that we usually talk about on Wednesdays, what's going to happen with that? You know, with drug policy reform? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, we, <laughs> I, I I had a conversation with my aunt today and she's like, you know, who's going to be probably the journey ten, uh, general or maybe you know, take Comey's place of the FBI. And I'm like, probably Rudy Giuliani. She's like, yep. Wow. I mean, think about it. He didn't do very, he really pushed it, the, the drug laws in New York were horrific for long time stop and frisk thanks Giuliani stop and frisk stop really and frisk. Yeah. I mean oh for no reason oh but you know what uh, if you're black <laughs> you know you we're, it's we're our probably, lucky day you're probably on drugs if you're, you're black, Mexican right? it's your lucky day if you're Muslim it's your lucky day if you're gay it's your lucky day yeah. if you're a woman yeah. it's your lucky day Good stuff I just, you know, I, I keep asking and people keep saying, how did this happen? I don't want, I don't know how it happened, but speculating, I think a, not enough people went out to vote. I think there is voter intimidation. I also feel that with the Voting Rights Act being just shredded back in 2013, 2012, in the voter ID laws, this is what happens. This is what this is what you get. And again, it's a form of cheating that the Republicans have done again. But I will never talk about George W. Bush <laughs> badly ever again. Because <laughs> well, this I, is way worse. Yeah, yeah, this is bad. This is really, really. This bad. is hate. This is yeah. This is really. Bad. This is uninformed, uneducated people, and that's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And I mean. Women voted for him. He talked about grabbing pussies less than three weeks ago, and you're okay with that? Yeah. Hey, feminism is nothing. It doesn't matter. I'm just a body that someone can impregnate. If if I'm pregnant, then I should have a baby because that's my God-given thing to do. Or how dare you? Uh, we're people. Not anymore. And, but, but now you... How stupid are you? Do you listen into your husband and your fucking who are these people who are these americans who are they i live in san francisco i don't understand i your hate parents. them i your parents hate <laughs> nope my dad voted for hillary clinton whoa i know republican down wow. hardcore republican voted for hillary clinton wow. so how is it possible that he won that's the thing i don't understand that there's a lot of those there's a lot of republicans who are strong like i voted republican my whole life and came to the, their senses of saying, I can't elect this man in. They had to come to Jesus talk. I, this is the apocalypse. This is the end times. This is the sign that America must fall. You are too stupid to survive. No, we are too stupid as a people. I don't want to call myself an American. I don't. I'm embarrassed. I am embarrassed right now. I am embarrassed for our country. I am embarrassed that this is who we are. We're a bunch of pussy-grabbing, money-grubbing, Lying, cheating, assholes. Racists. Racist, thank you. I forgot the racist. Homophobic. Homophobic. Uh, Examophobic. <sighs> and so on and so on. How is it possible? You would have thought that, you know, with Brexit and watching that, that happened a couple of months ago, it was just like, whoa. 
But I mean, let's not even talk about the social aspect. Let's talk about economically, okay? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about economics because this is why people voted for this man. Yeah. You know, because I, I feel like not all Trump supporters are racist, but if you are a Trump supporter, you have something, you need to have a talk with God or somebody because <laughs> you have something that you do want to say. Though you might have that one black or brown or gay friend out there. But I economically though, Dead air, dead air. Sorry. I don't know what happened. Uh, the podcast just dumped out. Today. And the thing is, I'm not even going to talk about the social aspect. I'm just going to talk about the economic aspect of the fact that you, you, you put someone who is unqualified into office, who, by the way, is not really good with money and or their business, period. The fact of the matter that this person has all the property that he actually does not own, he just owns the name. Um, if people did their research of the fact that economically, how is this person supposed to, um, oh my God, jobs? I just, I didn't realize this, the, we, now the Senate and the House are, yes, everything is Republican re now. Republican, yeah. It's the first time in 90 years. Congratulations, America. You are not somebody. How, they, this isn't real. How did they get the Senate and the House? They got the Senate and the House. America elected a man who said, grab them by the pussy over first female president. What is wrong with us? This is what we got. This is so, so... But... Obama urges unity. When when do we start the class war? Do we start right now? Do we... Who do I... Do I just start... Do I just start breaking windows of Republican people? Like, what... <laughs> What do we do? I don't understand. Let's march to Orange County. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand. Do we? I can say. I can tell you this much, Pam. You know, my friend told me today. You know what? At least we in California live in our bubble. Our bubble is the fact that here in the state, the things that we're going up for uh, propositions were very important to us, and the majority of them won. Minus the pharmaceutical one. Millions to lose insurance and other likely oh, yeah. headlines. Yeah, Obamacare, Trump gone. Presidency. Millions of people lose health insurance. Undocumented workers face new threats of deportation. Progress on reducing greenhouse gases starts to reverse. Mm -hmm. Conservatives regain majority in the Supreme Court and are poised to expand their influence. Deficits rise, forcing cuts to programs on which the poor and middle class depend. Those are some of the headlines you could see over the next four years. Trump did not run a substantive campaign. He talked about policy only sporadically with much detail. And this is the whole thing, contradictory terms. This is why I have to leave because it's over here. The America isn't America. Make America great again? Well, then I I'm leaving. You, can't, you aren't going to be. Your vision of great is not my vision of great at all. Your vision of make America great is ruining everything I believe in. Make a America rape. <laughs>
environment, the, the environment, Mother Earth. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna rape the women, economy. you might as well really fuck Mother Earth. Yeah. I mean, really give it to that bitch. Yeah, totally. Jesus Christ, this is rape really really scary. I mean, I mean, people have been like, "Ooh, are you really gonna leave him?" Yeah. <laughs> Here we'll look it up. Teaching. Last night, the uh, in South Korea Canadian website crashed. So many people were looking Teach to Teach in Korea. Positions in Seoul available. Free apartment, top schools, female teachers needed. Free flight. Find jobs in Korea. This is what she was talking about. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is the world we live in. Yeah, this is... I just can't start your adventure today. Teach English in Korea. Uh, I'm down. Look at these cute little kids. Uh, teach in Apuyong, Seoul. Teach in Apuyong, Seoul. Great opportunity to teach in Apuyong, Seoul in December. Excellent school is the Daichi Apuyong area. Looking for a Korean-American teacher. Nope, not me. <laughs> well... There's always Costa Rica. Teach in Busan, Korea. This school is 10-minute walk from the Hyundai Beach. They have a large supportive staff of teachers with a fully set curriculum that focuses on conversational England English. Bing. Uh, there's many, many jobs. Teach English in Swan, Korea. Teacher needed in January. Here I am. Teach English in Swan, Korea. Teach English in this great school in a popular area. The school is looking for a male or female teacher who can start in mid-January 2017. No past yes. teaching experience is needed, but some experience with kids is preferred. Oh, I mean, wait. I'm a shoe-in. That's, oh. Soul in February. Yep. You want me to be two female teachers that can start February 15th, 2017 in Soul City? She's researching her future. Yeah, I'm going to look at this one. I'm just telling you guys, like, I mean... You hey, know. America, you fucked up. I am actually a really good asset to... A city to a community. I'm a hard worker who's an artist that is trying to, like. Well, no, I guess that's terrible. We don't want that. They, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a good American because I don't buy shit. The only thing I buy is food and alcohol. It's no. It's not even that. It's 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 more than that. It's the fact that you have critical thinking and you know what's wrong is wrong and what's right is right and you're ethical. Yeah. And that's the problem. There's no such thing as ethics, you know. And ethics turns into humanity. And this is what. This is what we saw. <laughs> we saw how inhumane and how much of a maniac this person was. And the American people put that person in. Yeah, man. Am I an American? I, I, don't, I'm I, not a, I'm don't. Not a, I don't know if I'm an American because this is not my president. I, I'm... Like, I mean, I, I'm a, I don't know. I mean, I'm, what I'm looking at right now is the big picture of states' rights, which at least here in California we have. But for other states, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it's going to be an influx of people moving here or to the West Coast now because of the fact that certain things such as like health insurance and you know uh welfare uh welfare and everything else and unemployment's going to get slashed and cut the taxes yeah, my are food going stamps to, are yeah. going to get cut yeah the increase the the one percent are definitely going to get a tax cut i mean it's oh, yeah. going to be like if you've ever seen mad max beyond thunderdome <laughs> that's exactly what it's probably going to turn into i'm gonna have shanty towns it's it's scary shit so it's 
two million one hundred thousand won or whatever per month, which comes out to just under two thousand dollars a month. But that's not that much. But they you, they have your housing and your food covered. So in other words, I better save five hundred dollars a month. Oh, I'd save all of it. I would. I mean, if I was living in um, South Korea, I mean, and teaching and doing this, I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend any money hardly at all. Like you already know how to live, Rugo. Yeah, I, I. I mean, I can be super. But if they're giving me a place to live and food, and I'm making, that's eighteen hundred dollars a month or nineteen hundred dollars a month. That's like for me. That's twice what I'm making now. Have you uh, mentioned this to your parents at all? Like, Yeah, I told my dad. No one believes me. That's the thing is nobody believes me that I'm leaving. I'm just really surprised that, you know, we had talked about your folks earlier on in the election. Yeah. And how your dad, you know, came Staunch around. Staunch Republican. Yeah. And, th- and that's what I'm just, uh, that's what just kills me. Like, you know, the fact that you have staunch Republicans, people who have voted their whole life Republican, yeah. coming to the side because they're, they're smart. <laughs> they know that you can't hire someone who oh, has never don't. done the job. They're going to die soon. They don't care. I mean, I mean, maybe they care. That, that's the thing. Like, does it, does it matter? I think it, now that it, I, I didn't realize, the- I didn't realize that we were losing both the House and the Senate. I didn't, I didn't know that was happening. I don't know how that I don't know how that. That's the scary part there. That's the thing. I didn't realize that that's what was happening. Because, you know, they can like totally change. Yeah, they can dismantle everything. Yeah. But there's also a little bit of infighting going into that party because a lot of people in the Republican establishment who are the elite don't like him. So they probably would find a way to. Well, is it illegal to to say that you. I, I think. There's a couple things that you're not allowed to say. Like one, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Like that's a felony. But you also, I don't think that you can threaten to assassinate the president. <laughs> I'm not sure. Wink, wink. I, well, I don't know if that's, I mean, we, this is probably something I should look up. Is it illegal it, it, to it, threaten? Let's just say it um, 9-11 changed everything. Where you can't say certain threaten things like the president the life. Of the we better be careful. We're under a new the, the the Trump dynasty here. Is it illegal to threaten the life of the president? U.S. Threatening the president of the United States is a Class E felony yep. under the United States Code, Title 18, Section 871. It consists of knowingly and willfully mailing or otherwise making any threat to take the life of, to kidnap, or to inflict bodily harm. Um, upon the president of the United States, I am in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. So I can't send him letters. Can I send him letters telling him to kill himself? Kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. Kill yourself, you worthless piece of shit. You. He's, how many women? When are you gonna get rid of, of Melania? When is she not pretty enough for you? When is your forty-five? When you trophy wife loving asshole? When is your forty-three-year-old ex-model wife not gonna be pretty enough? 45. And you're gonna cast her aside just like you did Marla Maples, just like you did Ivanka, every single time. How many women do you get? Are you the new Hugh Hefner? Do you get that he's too? Not, do you actually, get fifty Playboy bunnies? You misogynistic fuckbag. I, I I love the fact he I actually admire Hugh Hefner. Yeah, of course he admires you. Yeah. Because women aren't real people. Right. 
just cute pieces of ass. Oh, and they better keep those tits tight, right? Because otherwise I'm going to divorce her just like all my other wives that got too old for me. True. Fucking flabby ass fat motherfucker standing up here, goddamn president of the United States. I Come after me, FBI. I am fucking pissed. I, I really triple dog dare the FBI to come after me. Nobody's listening to this. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? In a Trump presidency, which starts in January, coming January inauguration coming day. January 2017. That's actually like apocalypse say. Yeah. Um, I, I, feel, I feel that Big Brother, if you guys have ever read 1984, please pick it up and read yeah. it again. This shit's real. The thought police. Yeah, people are going to be listening be if they're saying something bad about their leader. Because this isn't just a president. It's their leader. It's their leader. Welcome to fascism. It ain't sexy. It ain't sexy. You know what? At least when the Nazis did it, they looked good. They had yeah. their their out their outfits were to the T. They were designed by <laughs> somebody amazing, actually, yeah, weren't they? they? Were. they were yeah, like... they were. And trust me, I'm not about Nazis. Ew. <laughs> Gross. Are you kidding me? But what I'm just saying is fashionably. They did. They did have really nice suits. They did nice, who nice they? pee jackets and stuff. Yeah, and I should look this up. It, it was a famous designer who and, designed. And then they were driving around in their Nazi sleds, aka BMWs and Mercedes. Yeah, I Hugo mean, Boss. It was Hugo Boss. Was I thought Hugo it was Hugo Boss. Thank you. Hugo that was Boss that was in my head. head. Hugo <laughs> Boss, the German designer, joined the Nazi party in 1931. Hitler came to power in 33, and created the uniforms worn by the Hitler Youth. The company also used forced labor from Nazi prisoners in its other factories. In 2011, the company issued a formal apology about its activities during the Second World War. Well, you know what? Hugo Boss needs to make some outfits then. <laughs> because, it, because there's nothing sexier than a redneck with some Wrangler jeans and a cowboy hat and a ripped up t-shirt. Oh, so Kill sad. me now. It's, this is... Kill me. Um, so in... Happy news. Uh, well, actually, there's a teleconference. It was at 9.30 a.m., which is, is a, a bummer. Um, what do election results mean for marijuana law reform? Oh, yeah. Drug, drug policy. Yeah. California, Arizona, Nevada, Maine, and Massachusetts to vote on legalizing marijuana. Oh, we already... We, we did... The, but this is from 11-8. Okay. This election day... No, but this is, this is funny. Okay, so this was... No, this isn't what we want. Uh... Florida becomes first state in the South to approve medical marijuana. That happened. Yay! Massachusetts. Look how you out, Florida. Yeah, Massachusetts becomes the first state east of the Rockies to approve marijuana legalization. Yay! North Dakota voters overwhelmingly approve medical marijuana. You know, that's the thing. We all got to get motherfucking stoned so we can deal with this shit. I mean, I've got some serious rage right now. I I, I want to break some shit. I I mean, oof. California voters overwhelmingly approved marijuana legalization. Victory expected to accelerate momentum to end federal marijuana prohibition yes. and to reduce role of criminalization in drug policy. DPA's Lynn Lyman Prop 64 represents new gold standard for how to legalize marijuana responsibly. California voters have approved Proposition 64, legalizing marijuana in the state's largest in the nation's largest state. The new law focuses on undoing the most egregious harms of marijuana prohibition, which have disproportionately impacted communities of color, restoring and protecting public lands and waterways that have been damaged by the lack of statewide regulation under current law, and protecting youth by preventing access to marijuana. It enacts an across-the-board retroactive sentencing reform 
for marijuana offenses while establishing a comprehensive, strictly controlled system to tax and regulate businesses to produce and distribute marijuana in a legal market. The Drug Policy Alliance and its lobbying arm, Drug Policy Action, played a key leadership role in the California campaign, co-drafting the initiative, coordinating the political mobilization, social media, public relations, and more, and raising over $5 million to fund the effort. This represents a monumental victory for the marijuana reform movement, said Ethan Nadelman, executive director of the Drug Policy Alliance. With California's leadership now, the end of marijuana prohibition nationally and even internationally is fast approaching. With California voters choosing to end prohibition, the state will now get a formal regulatory system for one of its largest markets, gaining massive tax revenue, safety protections, and an end to the horrific and wasteful enforcement laws that have left millions of Californians saddled with arrest records. Tuesday's results also have a monumental international ramifications as momentum grows to end marijuana prohibition in Europe and the Americas. Over the past two years, Jamaica has enacted wide-ranging marijuana decriminalization. Colombia and Puerto Rico issued executive orders legalizing medical marijuana and medical marijuana initiatives have been debated in Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, and Italy. In 2013, Uruguay became the first country in the world to legalize marijuana on the national level, and Canada's governing Liberal Party has promised to do the same. With its carefully crafted provisions for helping to heal the damage caused by the war on marijuana to poor communities and people of color, Prop 64 represents a new gold standard on how to legalize marijuana responsibly, said Lynn Lyman, California State Director for the Drug Policy Alliance. This not only protects youth from accessing marijuana products, it also protects them from being harmed by the criminal justice system. Young people can no longer be arrested for marijuana offenses, which data consistently shows us as a primary gateway to the criminal justice system. And with hundreds of thousands of residents eligible to have their records cleared, Prop 64 is a major victory for Californians who care about justice. By shifting away from counterproductive marijuana arrests and focusing instead on public health, states have legalized marijuana are diminishing many of the worst harms of the war on drugs while managing to raise substantial new revenues. A recent Drug Policy Alliance report found that Colorado, Washington, Alaska, and Oregon have benefited from a dramatic decrease in marijuana arrests and convictions, as well as increased tax revenues since the adult possession of marijuana became legal. At the same time, these states did not experience increases in youth marijuana use or traffic fatalities. Earlier today, Florida became the first state in the South to approve medical marijuana, and North Dakota approved it as well. Red states. I, <sighs> Red states that voted for Trump. But they, they're, that's the thing, is they need to be high because it's just so terrible. And... and the, uh, here, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I part of me wants to celebrate because of the fact of the matter of Prop 64 and the fact of like you know you have states like North Dakota, these red states. Yeah. But Florida, I'm really pissed off at you because it was really close. Florida was very close. Um, That's what we kept paying attention to on the. I mean, I was trying to just drink and not think about it, but it. You know, I, I'm just worried now because, like, with the whole Repu Republican House and Senate and just cabinet, period, what's going to happen with, like, the pharmaceutical companies and the research of, like, finding certain drugs that will, I mean, I don't know. I, I, we're all going to die. Uh, <laughs> is it possible for Trump to be a good president? Fuck no. Nah. I am one of millions of Republicans who voted for Hillary Clinton. This is from New York Times. 
because much of what I heard Donald J. Trump say on the campaign trail was nonsensical as well as hurtful to many Americans. But I take some comfort in thinking, while he will have to overcome many hurdles to be a good president, he can avoid being a bad president for two reasons. First, he would not have gotten this far. He is the first non-politician to be elected president since Dwight Eisenhower if he were lacking in intelligence. Second, he very likely knows what the rest of us know. Most of the things he promised to do in order to get elected make no sense. And for that reason alone, he may not do them. There's also the fact that even a Republican Congress may very well resist his policies by, for instance, refusing to fund construction of the proposed wall bordering Mexico. It's so stupid. The wall is so nonsensical. The wall. How is that? How does that make any sense? It doesn't make sense. You tunnel under the wall. You get a plane. You. The, the wall is not going to do anything except make a big contract. Listen, they didn't talk about building a wall between Canada and here. You know why they don't want you, you know why they want that wall. They don't want them darkies coming over here. Yeah. They don't want the Chicanos taking their land back. That's what they're scared. That's what he was that's how he came down those but stairs who, to announce his candidacy. Who is going to eat who's going to pick the strawberries? What the the white people are gonna pick the strawberries? No, they want their raspberries for two ninety nine or three ninety nine a white half pint. Men. Who's gonna like pick the right damn now. fruit? The only who's wi- who's willing to actually work? And then we say, no, no, we don't want migrant workers. I'm gonna start enslaving white straight men. Well, it's called Uber, but that's that's <laughs> different. Let's start with Mr. Trump's trade policy. He may not negotiate new trade agreements as president but it is highly unlikely that he will back out of existing agreements. He probably knows enough economic history to want to avoid the disastrous protectionism of the 1930s that prolonged the Great Depression and doomed the Republican Party to oblivion for two decades. What a great time it was. China, Mexico, and the Middle East are places where American businessmen, including Mr. Trump himself, make money. He knows as just about every economist knows the global trade creates far more jobs than it destroys and that growing the middle class while cutting off trade is impossible same for immigration mr trump pandered to nativist instincts he but he knows as most american businessmen know that immigration fuels our economy the united states is the richest country in the world in large part because immigrants including mr trump's own grandfather came here to build businesses and work for businesses, including those owned by Mr. Trump himself. Indeed, his wife, our future first lady, is herself a recent immigrant. I can't believe this is happening. This is like a joke to me. You want me to pinch you to see if you wake up? I mean, is it, do, we don't get to, how did this happen? As for foreign policy, Mr. Trump has already rejected the interventionist agenda of spreading American values. That one, was one of the few areas where his campaign positions made sense. He will hopefully not get the United States involved in new quagmires that cost money and lives. His willingness to work with important allies such as NATO and Israel has yet to be tested. And his confrontational talk is not encouraging. Oh my God, this is the man with the finger on the button. In order to stay out of trouble in the Middle East and much of Asia, he will also have to be far more accommodating and respectful of the Muslim world than he has been on the campaign trail, discerning between a vast majority of Muslims who want to live in peace and a small minority who support extremism is the work of diplomats, generals, and presidents. 
Even if opportunistic politicians can hurl bigoted insults at Muslims on the cam <laughs> campaign trail. So were they saying now that he's not who he said he was? The last good news for a Trump presidency is that it marks the decline of religious conservatism in American politics, which has done much damage to the Republican Party among well-educated voters, particularly women. Not only did Mr. Trump soundly defeat a hero of religious conservatives, Ted Cruz, at the polls, he also does not personally believe, or at least he certainly does not live by, religious conservatives' agendas. Because he worships money. I mean, he worships the mighty dollar, and that dollar means by any means necessary, and that also means not giving it to the American people because that is what a president does. The president is supposed to be a leader and help. He has never helped anybody but no, himself his whole true. life, yeah. and God damn you, people! It's just I like it's. Understand. Well, they say that the fact that religious conservatives backed Mr. Trump in such large numbers shows how desperate they are. Many voters, including myself, attend church regularly but have no interest in using government to deny civil rights to gays and lesbians, control women's health care choices, or tell people where to go to the bathroom. Aspiring bathroom police hoping for jobs in the Trump administration will be disappointed. He has already said that people can use whatever bathroom they please in the Trump Tower. He's basically saying it's not going to be that bad, but I... Many of us who voted against Trump because of what he said during the campaign and his appeal to voters who have a very different vision for our country than we do, we'll have to wait and see. Our hope is that he will run the country in the practical, if far from perfect, manner than he has run his businesses. He will certainly need to have a better relationship with the nation's creditors than he has with his own. We also hope that he will not use government to antagonize and discriminate against the very people, including Latinos, with whom he has made money for so many years. We hope that if anyone has been conned by Mr. Trump, it is the people who deserve to be conned because their own agenda is so antithetical to the national interest. <sighs> Mr. Trump knows that America is already a great country and that for better or worse, we will survive his presidency. He just needs to forget what he said and do what he knows are the right things to do. So, ugh, ugh, vomit, ugh, vomit. I can't believe this is happening. I mean, I really didn't think, I didn't think that this was gonna happen. I mean, it's the same thing in 2004 when Bush was reelected, and I, I was like, how is this happening? How did this happen? But I can understand now, not just now, but like the fact that we were in the middle of a war. But there was proof of the fact that, you know, this war that we were in where it's unnecessary and it was for oil. But then something happened. There was a silver lining after 2004, Katrina, 2005. That's when people were like, when they flipped the script on him. It took a natural disaster. Right, so what's the new natural disaster that's going to get us on his... Oh, it's going to be the economy again. <laughs> well, I mean, but the question is, is it... Oh, no, no, there's going to be some terror... Okay. This I mean, what, there's... there's going to be terrorism. Exactly. Because of his rhetoric of how he talks about Muslims. So, right. yeah, they, they, they're feeding the monster. And so they're like, okay, we got you. So there's going to be another terrorist attack, people. Just letting you know. Um, Will it be on 
Oh, hell yeah. It'll kidding. be on our soil. Yeah. Yeah. You kidding me? Oh, yeah. Dude, people right now are probably signing up for ISIS. Wow. Right. I think about that shit. Because of this man, they're like, and you know, it could be someone that is from this country that is like, you know what? I'm tired. I want to start. I want to be part of this revolution. So I'm going to join this group. I, I think about, I mean, think about that. They, the Republican party is feeding the monster. Yeah. So this is y'all, y'all did this. Y'all did this. War in Northwest Pakistan. Part of the, I didn't know that, that we're, that this is interesting. Yeah, we're, we're, I didn't know that in Northwest Pakistan, we're still in there and it's actually present. Wow. There's so many wars. It's little United States wars against Pakistan. Yeah. And it's there's business. the Al-Qaeda, Lakarish, drone strikes. I didn't know that was happening. War is big business. In the- War on ISIL, Operation Inherent Resolve, part of Iraqi Civil War, Syrian Civil War, Second Libyan Civil War, Boko Haram Insurgency, and the War on Terror. Yep. Iraq, Syria, Libya, and Nigeria are all part of this, and I had no idea how many countries. Ongoing airstrikes on ISIL and Al-Qaeda positions in Iraq, Syria, Libya, Nigeria, and Afghanistan. Multinational humanitarian efforts, arming and supporting local ground forces. Hundreds of thousands of civilians in Iraq and Syria flee. I had no idea that we were currently at war. Yeah, we're in a lot of wars, and there's more to come. Does, but that's the thing is, does he know? He's gonna be like, oh, that war with Afghanistan, bomb him, kill him. We we care. Do we make bombs? Cool, make them. Just kill people. <laughs> Do I, I have to just hit this button? Just kill some people. This button's gonna be great. It's gonna be beautiful. I didn't know if we were at war, but I guess we're at. Oh yeah, we're at we've war got right a lot now. of things going on. A lot of things. But I do have to say this. <clears throat> As someone that in 2008 worked for the Obama campaign and helped turn Indiana blue for the first time since 1962 and then being down there in 2008 at Grant Park when we did it, it felt great. It felt really electric. And I was hoping I was going to repeat that day yesterday, but here's the thing. What this is now is to me, it's like kind of like a we need to do more. We need, I, I feel like it's almost like a new revolution in a way. Um, and you know, it's not to me, ju- it's it's about social justice, it's about economics, it's about trade, it's about all those things. But this one is really different. <laughs> this one's muy especial because the fact of the matter that would you ever go to a doctor who has never been a doctor before exactly and um (laughs) or go to a someone that says they're a surgeon but i've only seen i've only practiced on tv right i've i've only practiced on dogs what (laughs) you know i mean not people the idiocracy of it right it's just like are we so celebrity we're so obsessed with celebrity not that we're willing to kill ourselves to think that we can get somewhere with the celebrity the celebrity well I, here's my question how do i protest now so i'm angry and i want to protest I'm trying, I'm trying where do i protest 
Where do I protest? I'm gonna join every Black Lives Matter, Black Panther, all that shit. I'm ready to start a revolution. Where do I protest? How to protest? Where do I protest from? Where do I protest? Trump uh, walk out at Berkeley High School, angry that protests. Happened that happened today. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, hundreds of students protest Trump victory. Yeah, the high school. UCLA and I, but where do I go? Get, do I go to the White House now and I and I hang out there and say not my president, not my president, not my president? No, like what do I do? What? The thing is, like we're in. How do we impeach him? Oh, he'll impeach himself. <laughs> I, I really think there's other things that will come, and he will get himself in trouble. Some demonstrators reportedly began chanting "Fuck Donald Trump." Uh, there was also 20 Black Lives Matter supporters. Oh, and you know that's going to be aimed as a terrorist group now. What? I'm just saying. Oh, I see. I see. You, you know saying. that's what's going to happen. Black Lives Matter is going to be a terrorist group. <laughs> Where do I protest Trump SF? Let's see if I can find anything. Bay Area protests break out after Trump wins election. I, I just, I want to know where I can stand with people and, and say, no, uh-uh, this isn't happening. Uh, vandalism, blah, 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 blah. Student stage protest, blah, 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 blah. They no, to right here. To get- no, I want to know where to go. Oh. It's, not it's not being helpful. Us. It's not, I don't think they want us to. San Francisco Barrier mourns immediately protests. Try Black Lives Matter movement. Bay Area, because I know they're based out of Oakland. Uh, some of us are going uh, to default to being quiet and try to stay in dark rooms with pillows and Netflix, Amazon, Xfinity access for the next few weeks. This is the only way to get through what happened in this horrifying election. That's millennial bullshit. All right. I'm not going to advocate for substances or mood-improving drugs, but hey, if you have those, Godspeed. Despite those urges, it is also a time for loud resistance and protest. And some Bay Area residents took to the streets already Tuesday night before Hillary had even conceded to this disaster. Here's what we've seen so far via the Bay Area media and our own cell phone cameras when it comes to everyone being horribly sad and baffled that an orange fascist with sexual assault and racist tendencies is now our president. But hey, yay America, we'll add uh, to this post as needed. There were rumblings of a march down Market Street in San Francisco that have yet to emerge, and that was immediate evidence in one downtown Oakland in addition to a protest that installed traffic on Highway 24. Windows were being broken in Oakland, and Bart's 12th Street Station was shut down for some period of time. Below, you can see a video shot in Berkeley in which people are screaming, not our president. It's not that many people. Oh, here's cell phone stuff. Here we go. We can watch. Uh, what's this looks like this is Berkeley this looks like um, not my president not my president I guess this is Berkeley going crazy here we go see this is the beautiful part of living in California we love the protests but I, 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 I want to be there. I want to be there. I, it's time to start the revolution, P.O. It's time to start the revolution. After the wonderful Obamas, it's going to be horrifying to see that awful, awful family in the White House. It's like a John Waters movie. That's from Judd Apatow. <laughs> 
It's so true. I just can't even. I can't even. But. I, I don't. What? How? How? I don't. I still don't understand. What, why? I, how? I still feel like this was. It was rigged or something. I don't think it was rigged. I don't. I. I. I'm not gonna play that part. I. But you really think that all those people really voted for him? All they, those. They, was, was, what if it was? What if there was an electoral college? Would he still have won the pop popular vote? That's I don't, sad. I don't, that's sad. A, I really don't think he would have won the popular vote. That's the pro. I just don't. I don't get it. It's just I don't understand. Like there's so many people. There's people that have more sense than this, right? Yeah. Or am I? I think I'm wrong now. I don't believe in my country. Fuck you, yeah, country. How does the electoral college work? The New York Times put out a thing because we don't even. I mean, I. It's like your vote doesn't count. It goes into this. How does the electoral college work? Uh, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, the Electoral College is a group of people that elect the president and vice president. As voters head to the polls on Tuesday, they will not vote for the presidential candidates directly in a popular vote. Instead, they will vote to elect a specific people known as electors in uh, the college. Each state gets a certain number of electoral votes based on its population. The electors are appointed by the political parties in each state, so if you vote... For Donald J. Trump, Mr. Trump ends up winning the popular vote in your state, then electors that Republican Party has chosen will cast their votes for him in their state capitals in December. The electors are asked to cast their votes on the first Monday after the second Wednesday in December. This year, that's December 19th. But most people don't pay attention to that because technically it's the election of the electors that matters. And on election day, we're electing the electors who elect the president. Got it? How many electoral votes does it take? It takes at least 270. There are 538 electoral votes in all. But see, that's terrible because there's only 538 electoral votes in all. Your vote, it just doesn't mean anything. It's, you just need, what, more than 50% in order to have your, it's thousands and thousands of people that are represented by this one number person. I don't understand. So it's like the percentage goes to the state uh, 40 this is so close 48 percent to clinton 49 percent to trump in michigan 47 to 48 percent. this is all seems like too close i really feel like this is rigged i really feel like she conceded but it's just like what al gore did in 2004 why didn't he fight and say no oh no that was 2000 but that was oh, 2000 2000 that was bigger though that was different because it was florida again that withheld and we didn't know until uh, december uh because the ballots there were some like the hanging ballots, chads the <laughs> there was supposed to, this is when the whole voter tampering started uh and what have you uh and then by january congress was just like no al gore is our president he, I believe he had the popular vote, right. the electoral votes that fucked everything up. So I, I, I put into the Google what happens now, and they're actually, that's exactly in the news. Trump is president, what happens now? A U.S. election warning after guide. <laughs> I mean, because it's like, what happens now? What do we, and it's just so funny that it's other people are having the same 
Oh God, I hate him so much. Maybe he'll like do too much cocaine and like have a heart attack. Cause you know he's unhealthy, so. He's the most horrible person. Here's a complete primer on how he won what his rivals are saying and how markets reacted and why the American democracy may never be the same. Here's what it's like. I'm, I can't even watch it. I can't even listen to him. Celebrating his victory early Wednesday morning, President-elect Donald Trump said he would seek to bi- bind the wounds of a divided country, and that it was time for the country to come together as one united people. Read his full victory speech here. Now. In a concession speech on Wednesday, Democratic Hillary Clinton urged her supporters to make way in for an orderly transition of power. Donald Trump is going to be our president, and we owe him an open mind and chance to lead, Fuck. she said. No. Markets were rocked by the news of Mr. Trump's victory, though it didn't collapse at the open as initially thought. Here's a primer on how the market was unfolding Wednesday. Let's look at this. This is how the markets are reacting to the election shocker. Uh, global markets were rocked Wednesday, but eventually rallied after Donald Trump romped to surprise victory in the U.S. presidential election. Once considered a long shot in the race, the Republican candidate surged past his Democratic rival to capture key battleground states and secure the 270 electoral votes needed for the win. Stocks had climbed higher earlier this week in anticipation of a victory for Ms. Clinton, but as Mr. Trump's prospects grew brighter on Tuesday night, turbulence took hold as traders reacted to the shock development. Financial markets have since calmed down after the knee-jerk reaction. Here's a breakdown of where things stand. Stocks. North American equities opened largely unchanged but moved firmly into positive territory. The S&P TSX is up 0.7%, and the S&P 500 is up 1.6%, and the Dow Jones up 1.55% just after 3 p.m. That's an improvement given that U.S. equity futures fell sharply in overnight trading. European equities swung to a positive finish with London's FTSE 100 closing up 1% and Germany's DAX up 1.56%. Asian shares had a rougher go. Here's how Japan's Nikkei 225 fared on this day. Oh, down, down, down. Down? Yeah, like a lot, like a... a like a thousand points oh shit from (laughs) wow currencies the canadian dollar is down one percent tumbling below the 75 cent u.s mark wow canadian dollar but that pales next to the mexican peso which has tracked mr trump's fortunes closely during the campaign mexican's currency plunged by more than 13 percent at one point but it has clawed back some ground Wow, time to go to Mexico. Wow. Uh, the peso is worth, worth like five cents right now. Me- Mexican pesos in U.S. cents. Wow. That's low. Uh, unlike oil, unlike other assets, oil suffered an initial slump but has since recovered. West Tex- Texas Intermediate is now trading above $45 a barrel. Ooh, wow, that went down. Whoa. Analyst reaction. Sal Gutiari of BMO Nesbitt Burns. Markets are reacting to the uncertainty about Trump's policies on trade, protectionism, and immigration, as well as concern that his stimulative f- fiscal plans could drive up both the budget deficit and inflation. Trump has threatened to slap a 45% tariff on Chinese imports and a 35% tariff on some Mexican imports. 
The president can impose temporary tariffs up to 15% to address large current account deficits without congressional approval. And these two countries account for over half the U.S. trade deficit. Retaliatory action from China and Mexico could impact a fifth of U.S. exports. That's bad. Michael Hewson of CMC Market says, if Brexit was a shock to the markets, then today is likely to be perceived as Brexit on stilts, despite the fact that today's reaction appears much more orderly, despite sharp falls in the aftermath of the realization that Hillary Clinton had fallen short of her campaign to win the White House. That the reaction seen thus far appears to have been much more tempered is probably due to the emollient and conciliatory nature of Mr. Trump's acceptance speech. And the fact that there was always that nagging doubt that the pollsters may well be wrong. This is once again proved to be the case, begging the question that is the point of, what is the point of appealing to pollsters? Yeah. Uh, Paul Ashworth of Capital Economics, this will be the last one. Donald Trump's conciliatory acceptance speech, which suggests that he can be more statesmanlike president than the demagogue of the election campaign, has helped to reverse some of the initial sell-off in equities in the immediate aftermath of his shock triumph. The bottom line, however, is that he has repeatedly proven to be a volatile character with a very thin skin. In addition, neither Trump nor many of his inner circle have any experience in government. Those factors suggest that there is uncertainty and market vol volatility will remain elevated for months, if not years. Yeah, because why would you deal with someone who uh, has no idea what he's doing? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Good call. Uh, U.S. President Barack Obama congratulated Mr. Trump on Wednesday and invited him to a Thursday meeting at the White House to discuss the transition of power. Vomit. Poor Obama. I, I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to go through with that one. Okay, I won't read that one. That's gonna make me cry. Yeah, it's really, really. Congratulations from other foreign leaders begin to pour in on Wednesday, including Canadian Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Here's an overview of how the world leaders are taking the news. I'm interested in this yeah. actually. Um. Mr. Trump, no. Martin Marcias holds a placard against the U.S. Republican nominee. Uh, Donald Trump's shocking victory brought confusion. Uh, Canada, Trudeau, we look forward to working very closely with President-elect Trump. So Prime Minister's not worried at all. He's being eloquent. Canada has no closer friend, partner, and ally than the United States, and we look forward to working very closely with President-elect Trump, his administration and the United States Congress in the years ahead, including issues as trade, investment, and international peace and security. He's been eloquent. That's what a Trudeau does. Oh, man. Latin America alarmed as Trump spells doom for TPP. Mr. Trump's election is being greeted with alarm in Latin American countries. Countries including Peru, Chile, Colombia are enthusiastic signatories of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is now presumably dead. Brazil, its economy in tatters, was counting on increased trade and investment from the U.S. While well, Mr. Trump never mentioned Brazil during the campaign, key and agribusiness sector here is alarmed by its promises to expand trade protection for U.S. farmers. The threat threatens not only Brazilian access to the markets of the United States, its second largest trade partner, but also international prices for key commodities, including soy, cotton, and sugarcane. 
For Brazilians who have lived through political upheaval of their own this year, there are parallels in this election, with the impeachment of ex-president Dilma Rousseff, a progressive government, was swept from office. She was replaced by an elderly white man who immediately installed an all-white, all-male government. Prominent far-right politicians here, already emboldened by political changes of recent months, were quick to herald Mr. Trump's election on social media, saying Brazil would soon follow a similar path. Ooh. Across South America, news outlets note that predictions about the key role to be played by Latina voters backing Ms. Clinton proved erroneous. Colombia's major newspaper headlines the election story with, with Trump, white America giant rises. With Trump, the white America giant rises. Oy. Uh, the Venezuelan newspaper E Nacional warns that a Trump government is likely to promulgate policy that will undermine Latinos' progress toward a better life in the U.S. Peso plunges. We already saw that. In Asia, markets are roiling as strong men quietly rejoice. Uh, in Seoul and Tokyo, authorities attended urgent meetings of security councils and financial regulators. In Hong Kong and Taipei, investors shed stocks in the shadow of a new cloud of uncertainty. And in Manila and Beijing, a pair of strongman leaders brushed aside economic qualms over an unpredictable new American president as they gleefully prepared for a world in which the U.S. electorate has steered itself into the political unknown. Okay, so new fears. Uh, now the United States may become the banana states of America, with Trump tearing apart the reputation and decency of the U.S., said Victor Gao, director of the China National Association of International Studies. A more stable China in comparison may actually enjoy a greater level of trust and respect. Uh, here's... Africans makes Trump stands on trade climate leave Africans nervous. Uh, comedians stage a mock election in the village of Kogelo, uh, a hometown of Sarah Obama, step-grandmother of President Barack Obama, in the western Kenya on November 8th. An organizer said Hillary beat Donald Trump in the mock election. <laughs> Donald Trump has uttered barely a word about Africa since he began running for president, but his stunning U.S. election victory has provoked worry among Africans that he will slash the trade and aid deals that have developed many that have developed many countries on the continent. Mr. Trump's isolationist and protectionist leanings, along with his role as a climate change denialist, remember my uh, uh, the, on, on uh, the Halloween I dressed up. Uh, I was a. A, a homeless polar bear. I uh, had my puffy pants and my big jacket, and I had my polar bear mask, and I had a sign that said, uh, global warming is real. And all these kids walked by me, and they're like, we know, we know global warming is real. And I'm like, oh, no, but our, our new president is a denialist. Oh, no, there's no, everything's cool. There's no, there's no global warming. He doesn't care about that shit. He cares about money. Climate change denials. Well, then he should get into the green. That's what's going to save us is putting money into... You would think, fi right? Fixing it. Uh, climate change denialists have alarmed many Africans. Polls before the election in the two biggest African economies, Nigeria and South Africa, found that a strong majority of both countries favored Hillary Clinton over Mr. Trump. African analysts are concerned that Mr. Trump will cut foreign aid, rip up trade agreements, such as the African Growth and Opportunity Act, and withdraw U.S. support for a climate treaty at a time when climate change is causing environmental havoc in many African countries. 
South Africa is one of the few African countries who have caught Mr. Trump's attention shortly after the death of anti-apartheid hero Nelson Mandela in 2013. Mr. Trump tweeted that South Africa was a crime-ridden mess that's just waiting to explode. Here's his tweet. I really like Nelson Mandela, but South Africa is a crime-ridden mess that's just waiting to explode. Not a good situation for the people. December 13th, 2013. Uh, That's the president. Yeah. Many South African commentators had scathing reactions on Wednesday when they heard Mr. Trump won the election. South African journalist Ranjini Musami described Mr. Trump's election promises as hateful and an assault on human decency. Thanks, man. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, This is Russia. Wow. Putin wants Trump to bring Moscow in from the cold. Here we go, guys. Yeah. Russian President Vladimir Putin says Moscow is ready to try to restore good relationships, relations with the United States. Mr. Putin said Wednesday that we are aware it is a difficult path in view of the unfortunate degradation of relations between the Russian Federation and the United States, Mr. Putin says. It's not our fault that Russian-American relations are in such a state. Earlier, the Kremlin said Mr. Putin sent Trump congratulations expressing his hope to work together for removing Russian-American relationships from their crisis state. Hey, they got a relationship going on. Yeah, they, I, my uh, friend and uh, fellow writer and activist, uh, 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 I'm trying, she's on, some call me Tim in a couple weeks. Uh, it's, she's a beautiful name too. It's, um, Right, so Zabrina Zabrinsky, Zabrina Zabrinsky, and she put together this photo essay of saying that like all these pictures of Trump and all of his people with their people, and she's like, "Oh, they can lie, but these pictures don't lie." Look, and it was really interesting to see. Do you see. think the Russians probably tapped into the election? I think that the Russians. I think that the Russians were behind. Um, this, that's why everybody keeps saying it's a surprise. It's a surprise. I really think that there was some underhanded WikiLeaks or that there was some tapping, some coding. I really think that this election was stolen. I don't, I can't imagine. I feel like we should do a revote with new machines or something. We've been trying to do that for ages. It's, it's insane. I, I really feel like it's, it, this didn't really happen. I don't think this... It's impossible. My dad, all these Republicans did not vote for him, and somehow he still won. I don't understand. I think it's rigged. I think it's rigged. Uh, Baghdad hopeful Trump will stay the course on Islamic State. The Iraqi government says relations in the United States have a solid base, and this is not expected to change after Mr. Trump's election as president. Government spokesman Saad al-Hadathi told Associated Press on Wednesday that Iraq is keen to develop its relations with the U.S. and boost cooperation in the fight against terrorism. He noted that the leading U.S. role in the current battle to push back Islamic State extremists in Iraq's north. Last month, a U.S.-led military coalition launched an operation to retake Iraq's second city, Mosul, from Islamic State extremists. Uh, For Britain's Brexit deja vu, yeah, they, I mean, I I can't, I can't believe this is happening. Th- that was a longer one. That, hey, this is going to be in it. history books. Uh, it, it's, Kids going to have to read about this bullshit. Pope's top envoy prays for enlightened Trump. Trump's well-wishers included a Catholic church's top diplomat, Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Parolin, Rapist. told the papal state's radio station he would pray for the new incumbent to be enlightened. 
You rapist. We wish the new president well and that he may have a truly fruitful government. Choke on it. We pledge th to pray that God enlightens him and supports him in the service of his country, of course, but is also the service of well-being and peace in the world. And I think today everyone needs to work to change the global situation, which is one of deep laceration and serious conflict. Dictator. Yeah, even Italy's, Italy's not down. Uh, Trump in charge, Italian Prime Minister changes his tune. Ooh, he's good-looking, Italian Prime Minister Matteo Renzi. My hey. goodness. Um, anyways, I'm scared. Hey, uh, we have our guest today, Voltaire Slapadelic, in the house, in the hizzy. You could choose either one of those that you like uh, for a microphone. And so, uh, uh, some traffic issues. Actually, my car Car broke down, and you yeah. came all the way from Livermore. Uh, Oakland. Oakland. I thought you lived in Livermore. No, I've been living in um, uh, Oakland for the past maybe almost three years. Oh, okay. So I moved out of my old Sweet. Uh, you might want to be a little closer to the microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. You can hear me better now? Yeah. yeah Sweet. Um, well, awesome. So you have a new uh, CD. I do, yeah. Out. I have a new hey. album out. It's um, uh, all on the internet right now. Um, what's it called? You can... You see me at the show. I'm going to be doing a show a week from today at the Brick and Mortar in San oh, Francisco. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, the Genie's going to be performing. Double Dragon's going to be performing. Uh, LJ, JSA, it's going to be a great show. Um, uh, you see me there, you can get a download card for it, for uh, for the whole album for five bucks. If you want to get online, it's usually $10. So if you see me in person, you can get it for cheaper than that and it's uh, all digital you're all not gonna digital, you're not yeah. pressing at this time um i might at some point some people have been asking me for it and um a cd baby you can order very small amounts at a time so i might do some but people just don't really uh buy cds so that you know what it's true it's a better investment right now yeah nobody everyone downloads it onto their phone or whatever yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. but yeah it's called uh hyper focus it's a 15 track album um just I've been working on it since 2013, and um, finally got it all released. And uh, um, do you work? Do you work out of your own? Do you have a? Do you do it at your own house, or do, did you work in like a studio? Or? Um, no, I have a setup at my own house. I uh, it started um, in 2013 when I just got a laptop and a little and a, and a microphone, and I've just been building up a couple little pieces here and there since since then. Now I have, you know, monitor speakers and subwoofer, a little thing that's around the microphone. So You, you know. play the instruments? Um, no, I play like uh, Reason on the computer. <laughs> I don't think people count that as, a, as an instrument. But So you're on SoundCloud. People can find you at Voltaire Official. Yes. And uh, and you have some free stuff on. Oh, so here we go. There's, here's HyperFocus. So what's the difference? On SoundCloud, it's free, but... It's on SoundCloud, you can just stream it. If you click oh, buy, it'll take you right to iTunes. I see. And, so, and you have, there's 15 tracks on the, 15 tracks on the, on yes. the CD. Cool. So this is like a real, this is a real LP. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I really like, went out there and did it. I got it on um, uh, BMI. I got it on iTunes, Spotify. What's BMI? Uh, it's a, um, uh, music. It's a PRO. Uh, Performers rights organization. Oh. It's basically uh, I register with them, and then so when I'm putting my stuff out there on CD Baby or iTunes or what have you, uh, even Spotify um, to I guess a lesser extent, you you'll get uh, royalties through them. Oh. They, they make sure that you get your royalties. That's awesome. That's wow. Smart. 
So if somebody plays it on the radio, like they'll they'll come after him. Uh, yeah, well, the, if someone plays it on the radio, I'll just get, you know, a little tick. And then if enough people play it on the radio, I'll get like a nice little tick. Wow. Yeah. And then nice. when you put it on for $5, does all that money go to you or do you have to pay them to house it or something? Um, well, if you're buying the download card from me, then all that money goes to me. If you get it off of Bandcamp or iTunes, they take out their, their percentage. I, I forget see. exactly what's, what it is for each one. Is this uh, – are you – the goal is – to like make money all the time just playing music is that like the ultimate um i mean it's i just i feel like it's kind of come backwards for me you know like i just i just really was into making music and uh the more i i figured out what i could do and the more i started experimenting with stuff and finding out what i'm good at um the more i started realizing i could just i could make it into a, a real career you know so I'm not exactly trying or expecting to get um, like like rich or you know what I mean. Right, off of right. It, but to be able to just sustain and have a nice living, you know, where I'm paying the bills off of music, that would be to me. Awesome. Yes, yeah. uh, which song do you want to listen to here uh, uh -huh. for the for a radio listening audience? Uh, do y'all guys want a short one? What oh, anything? Whatever. It doesn't. It it is promoting, all promoting good. stuff. Yeah, we have. It looks like. Uh, there's 15 tracks. We've got Hyper Focus, Distracted, The Genie, uh, Grinning, Underground, Vision, Angry, Past the Time. I think we should play Angry because we've been pretty angry oh, today. Oh, yeah. Well, we can play Angry. You can play uh, Powers That Be um, or Distracted featuring The Genie. Sweet. We're going to start with angry just because that's how I feel right now yeah. about Trump. I'm really, really, really angry. So you guys are listening to Voltaire Slapatelic. Uh, maybe some kind of energy. But that energy is actually blind energy. And anger really destroys your perception. A part of your brain which can judge Hella angry at the moment and I really don't know why Government worldwide, lighting up the sky Insert terror group here to the land of you and I The corporation, world nation won't be saved, I know it Won't end, till we quit searching for foreign resources Force the voiceless to forfeit They say they save the miserable, don't do shit about Israel It's all just a little joke, they're after the minerals It's pitiful and yes, I'm speaking literal. Their obsession with possession get the best of them, no question. Drive a green fist unless they learn their lesson. But they're probably just elect a new face of oppression. Just one alright good inside of all the hate. Society enraged like a tiger in a cage. They're lying to your face, lying to your privacy, the rival to your place. A more silent type of torture. Privatize your life before you like cyanide. They poison how they try to hide your choices. Hello, why these eyes are open to the giant crimes and smoke. Thank you, where it is a go and is it timely rhymes and quoting on the mind with which I wrote yeah. Which one will in time and space be frozen till we reprogram the forum? Socialize decorum, come together for us. for us. But instead, we'll kill the forest, then blood the earth. For our purposes, a quota, roll up. Another bit of rush, need to clear my head of rubble, humbly combust. I'm done with all the funny stuff, I'm gunning for the schmucks. This yeah. coming from the gut, I'm Father Sabatelic, and you'll never shut me up.
box and the um, do the twisties of the knobbings and the <laughs> uh, it's all digital but kind of like uh it's i use a reason seven and um just, uh it's a cool program it's it's basically all those you know knobs and shit um um but on the computer oh. and um and so uh i think they sell a board that can control reason seven it's probably like three thousand dollars right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. um uh, the guy, he has a show that we have after this called Some he Call Me Tim. Yeah, he, he oh, made yeah, it. Just, he's yeah. totally into him, and he has it inside of a, a little suitcase, and he just brings it around and opens it up and has so many cables, colored cables. And he's like, do you want to play on it? And I'm like, I have no idea what any of it does. And he just, like, twists all these things and makes it all awesome. beepity-booping. Yeah. So you do your own drum machine. It's all... Uh, yeah, I do. I make most of my own beats um, the, on the album, the only tracks that weren't completely me are the ones that say featuring the genie um, right. what happened with those it was distracted and the song called pleasanton which is about when i lived in pleasanton and did hella drugs yeah um uh what's it we called should listen to that uh, <laughs> uh originally both of those songs were the beats were sampled uh distracted was a gorilla sample and pleasanton was a uh, neutral milk hotel sample oh cool and oh, nice. um i couldn't get them cleared i mean i looked into oh. it and it would have been super expensive to it's try to get too cleared. big of a sample it's yeah, too many and, notes and or how, something it was just like on an ep that i was doing for free i wouldn't have worried about it i don't think anyone was really going to get you for that right uh, realistically but i'm trying to sell it it's better just to be safe right Sorry. absolutely yeah so absolutely I, uh, yeah um asked the genie i don't know if you guys are familiar with his music but i, I do uh, i've um, really good seen him at um amnesia a couple yeah. times yeah, so it was, you know, it was pretty great being able to work with him on those two tracks. Like, he just would, he made, like, the drum, I made, like, a drum beat, you know, and he was just like, oh, I got this, and just filled in and all the rest. Wow. Was, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, you're a poet. You're uh, you're speaking your truths here, and, and you. you have a real political um, bent to your to your lyricism. Right. Uh, what, what is in, what's been inspiring you lately? Just, is it all stuff from your own life? You... Feel yeah. angry about what's going on with our current political situation. We were just, we've been lamenting today. Yeah. I know. I've, yeah. It's, you know, it's, today is the, the day for lamenting, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have been too excited either way, but I was genuinely shocked that Trump actually won. I'm, ju- I'm still genuinely shocked. No, I didn't all. either. I think it was fixed. I think it was rigged. Yeah. When I, he won Ohio, that's when I said, pack it all up. Wow. You threw in the towel. <laughs> America is. Yeah, well, and that's what that's the By a reality TV star. I, the just thing that just keep it, that in mind. It does make me so sad because um, I guess unless it was rigged, unless there was like some Russian computer bug that got in the system and made the votes go wonky, <laughs> that means that people actually voted for him and they sort of believe what he thinks and they think he'll be a good leader for us. It's a mixture of that and people truly thinking that Clinton is like. Absolutely. But I think that, and the thing is, and you're absolutely right about that, but I think that's still childish that, you know, especially like I was a Bernie supporter, but I knew what I had to do because I'm like, well, shit, am I really going to vote for this orange face or the, her? I'm like, I, 
it's just one of those situations where you know it's just like i can't be a child about it you know i have to do my civic duty and i i here's the here's the thing about what's going to happen i think there's going to be a lot more better music now <laughs> and uh <laughs> funk and hip-hop are coming back wow you know, i mean politically because what what this shit is i think the arts are going to get a little bit better because we're we're going to go through it and the the best thing that will keep you afloat is the arts that's if you know dictator trump doesn't take that away because it's possible i suspect he could have his uh emperor has no clothes moment you know oh absolutely uh, yeah when when the people the alt-right or whatever they're calling themselves now realize that he's full of shit and like at least half of the stuff that he ran on is completely impossible for him to do right then they're gonna turn on him and then even after that when they realize that i read this article this morning that said that trump's main support base is poor uneducated white people who Will, who love racism who will they'll be the hardest hit by his economic policies yeah and they're going to be the ones that say oh, oh shit you know what i mean like yeah we did this shouldn't have done that yeah well and i mean i i was i i have to leave the country now um that means there's going to be more m&ms i just i didn't <laughs> i i just i have to leave the country because i can't i can't call myself an american i'm i am i will not i'll i i'm not those people and i hate i hate he women voted for him yeah. women he won white women voted for him stupid white women i mean <laughs> how dumb are these white bitches seriously stupid they like rape. i, can't I even, don't know i can't even fathom because the, the bible tells me so i, I just love it when i love it when he talks dirty to me like that and says he's gonna grab me by the pussy because i'm not a real person and i don't have any thoughts or feelings like in it's, my yeah every guy talks like that yeah i don't mean to say one. that they're all from the south but no. maybe they are i mean no because you, you have some trump supporters here in california in our they bubble 10 percent of people 10 percent of san franciscans voted for trump they say it's a lot yeah they hid those are the ones that were too scared to say something well and i don't know maybe they're those are the former bernie supporters and i hate you too some of them are former <laughs> bernie supporters but i think there's a lot of uh right-wing people in the city now especially oh uh, are you hmm, strange dead air well that was an old um altacast from long ago from the day after the president and the stuff so right and that's so many years ago now isn't that crazy so it's so weird how time and the pandemic was so strange and the way it's like all of a sudden i i haven't seen people in three years i get to go to greece soon wow i can't wait i won't be around in august so everyone else will be taking over the station and taking care of my cats and all that kind of important stuff and i will be far away. Let's listen to some public enemy. That sounds like fun, right? That's a fun thing to listen to on Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. I don't know if people are actually listening live or not. If you are, thank you. If you're not, I'm sorry. I don't know how to get you to listen. 
lyrics have lyrics, lyrics have been uh, rather controversial.
public enemy uh, in their music. Uh, it's kind of rebel rousing. They uh, talk about, uh, well, things like, you know, the white media has been very upset about some of the things you say in your song. The way I get them causing me a little very upset by the things you're saying. On the air. Hello? Yes, hello. Yes. Uh, I've seen these guys. I saw them warm up for the Beastie Boys last year. How were they? How were they? I thought it was one of the most appalling things I have ever seen. There were two gentlemen in cages on either side of the stage with fake Uzis. There were, uh, Jesus, it, it was unbelievable. And when I see somebody who's wearing one of their shirts, I think that they're scum too. Hello? Do you need it? Well, welcome to the Terra Dome. 